welcome to Sheffield Podcast. Um, it feels like a while since we've uh, since we've been sat around a table recording an episode of this um, podcast. I think it was uh, certainly in Sheffield anyway, because last last time we were in York, and then it was just me and Adam at uh, Tramline. So it's it's been a while. It's good to be back. Well, it's good to be back. We've we've got three quarters of the normal um, Hopcast team um, and we are uh, we have drafted in a replacement for um, Adam because we are at Industry Hop House which is one of the newest additions to the beer scene in Sheffield um, and so uh, we have uh, Darren with us who you were on one of our um, back in the dark days of Zoom episodes during yeah, the, uh, lockdown during yeah. lockdown so uh, it is your um, second maybe is it third appearance I can't remember now might be, might be third. Yeah. You could I be, you could be top, top dog guest. <laughs> yeah. Darren, yeah. I, think, I think so. Yeah. Um, Laura's here as normal. Hi, Laura. Hello. And Sean is here as well. We've um, Sean did nod there, by the way, which I'm sure came across really well. <laughs> on, on that little, microphone. that millis, millisecond of that, silence that, was an that, awkward one, yeah, weren't that, it? That I'm glad you that felt that noise. That you I was going to say that. Um, it seemed like we went to York in. It, it feels like we went to York in May. What month did we go to York in? Was it was it oh, was it August? I think it was July? August. It, it felt like early summer when we were there, and now we're we're in the the grips of a, 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 a big bad autumn, really. Apart from odd sunny day, just recently. I think you're legally obliged to call it Indian summer. So we were in York. Yeah, we were in York last month. We can still say then, can't we? Last at the month. moment. Yeah, it's, it seems incredible. We've played around a little bit with the format tonight so we all have uh, we're currently all drinking the same beer so Darren tell us about the beer that we've got at the moment so this is Stiegel Radler um, a nice 2% and it just felt right for what yeah you touched on it a little bit of Indian summer uh, looking out out the window and you see a little bit of blue sky with wisps of, uh, of cloud and it just seems like the perfect beer to accompany that and obviously Sean's driving so we're uh, we are looking so, after Sean so tonight. So thank you very much. And you, you touched beautiful. on something there, Darren. Um, this is a very new uh, bar and uh, and pub and, and beer shop. But you touched on something there. We're, we're all looking out the windows here. You said you could see a little bit of blue sky and a wispy white cloud. But we can see a lot more than that, can't we? This is an amazing location. It's, it's really hard to get across just... It's almost like we're on like the front of a ship or something, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, to explain it location-wise, I think this this was this like an like an Oriental supermarket or something before. It used years and years ago. It used to be the Norfolk Arms. Um, so it's opposite what used to be again the old bus depot right. on Leadmill Road. What about that? That used to be a bus depot. Right, crikey. Yeah, and the bus drivers used to nip across on the break in for a swift half of Radler of Radler <laughs> back in the day um, yeah so Norfolk Arms and then it had a spell of as the stock room um, pub which was a little bit of a music music venue as well right, okay. people come in and tell me that they've played it played the stock room before um, then yeah as you, latterly it was a Chinese supermarket and, and when I took it on it was an empty unit um, not very loved um, so yeah, came in and turned it around and showed it some love. So if, if you think about where, uh, if you know Sheffield, think about where Leadmill is. We're basically next door to to Leadmill, aren't we? But even if you kind of don't know, if you've ever driven through Sheffield, um, like the 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 main street when you you pass the train station on your left, and then the road kind of it sort of forks a little bit, um, and it's the building that's basically right on the edge of that island in like the middle of where it, it forks yeah, it's so under, it's we're kind of looking we can see the train side, station from, from here can't we but yeah you've also got it's almost like a panorama view all the way around of we can see the taxis that are leaving the train station there's people walking past getting their sandwiches from subway what's you, the tower call on the hill there? anybody anybody uh, are you the cholera f- monument is that what it is yeah. yes. monument. so we've got right over our, our right hand shoulder the Colra Monument. You've also got so you've got the showroom, which we can see just to the yeah. the left, um, and then uh, it's kind of student accommodation on the other side. But I would imagine that Leadmill if we were here, yeah, back end of the week, you get queues of people kind of heading towards the Leadmill. So location-wise, this is I think both me and Laura fall into the category of people who are big people watchers. Yeah, we love people watching. This seems like a, an amazing location for this. <laughs> Yeah, we've got loads of loads of seating just for that reason. 
um, so you can sit, sit a window and watch the world go by uh, whilst enjoying a, a nice drink, either draft or, like Sean said, one of the many bottles. That's what we like. We've, um, we've also got Sheffield's most mysterious piece of land nearby as well, which I believe um, was was offered to Channel 4 as part of um, the, the, the enticement to get them to come and relocate their headquarters in Sheffield, but then, of course, yeah. they went to Leeds. But we have a prime piece of land just over those... Uh, bus stops there on the right hand side so it's Bang. kind of like down the side of the train station yeah, isn't it? it's, yeah. it's a massive it's, piece of land it used to be like a fun fair there sometimes yeah there is an like occasional yeah. fun fair um, but uh, uh, what what's going to happen to that piece of land um, who knows but they, they did offer it to Channel 4 to develop that as their I've heard that it's the location of the um, new improved Beer Central when uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Where he's, he, the owner's outgrowing his, his current modest um, shops are ready to upgrade, so uh, go for that. We have sometimes we've got three cars that we have to park, so we could use it as a car park, car I suppose, park. couldn't we? It could also trip, potentially be used for... Is HS2 still going to... Have you got the, the closest, back from Sheffield Tap, the closest uh, new bar to the to a, uh, an HS2 yeah, um, station here as well? I don't know whether that's still going ahead for Sheffield, but... So that one could be used for that. I can't even. I can't keep up with all the HS2 no. stuff, whether it's happening or um, or not happening. Um, but you could. Do, it feels like a waste of a bit of land, that doesn't it? You could yeah. do something really, really cool with it. Yeah. Like even if it was like a bit of a, you know, like similar to kind of stuff like Peddler and Commune, yeah. like a little bit of a market thing with some stalls and food and I, I think some bobs. I think it's, it's almost as if I think council perhaps own it. It's almost as if they've they've held it back for years and years and years. We'll do something special with this. We're going to do something. We're going to keep it up our sleeve as something spectacular. And we're still, still waiting it. for still spectacular. It. Still waiting. Other than the uh, the fun fair, which is obviously uh, spectacular. Yeah. It, absolutely. Uh, we, d- we we definitely went off on a tangent there because we were explaining the, um, the the format of the night. So we've got we, we're currently all drinking the same beer, and then Sh- Sean is the brains behind tonight's format. So I'm going to hand over to Sean to explain how it works. Um, there was a, a a message sent within our little group just uh, two or three days ago. What are we going to do uh, for our, our beers tonight? And what Darren has here is a a, a bar. Uh, stroke. It's not a pub, is it? A nice modern bar. Yeah. You could call it a pub, but also a shop as well. Um, so, I'm wanting to highlight uh, uh, um, uh, the, uh, the the hop house. We thought that we'd get Darren to use his experience and knowledge of his stock and get a little bit of feedback from us as to what we like, and then uh, pick us a beer out for us to buy as well. I might I might add yeah. for us to for us to buy. Uh, Darren. So we're uh, basically putting we're putting Darren absolutely on, on the, the spot. I would find this a lot of pressure. <laughs> we've done, we've kind of done this, haven't we? In a couple of episodes recently, where we've sort of bought each other beers. But yes, I mean, have. we've been doing a podcast together for the best part of yeah. three years now, so we kind of know each other's beer tastes yeah. fairly well, and we know each other fairly well. So we could even pick a beer on the basis of. I bought you one on the basis of the name of the beer was the same as Barnsley's shirt sponsor from 20 That's years it. ago. You know, and like I didn't stuff get like, it. Stuff like that. <laughs> it took 20 years for me to figure out the yeah. connection, All right. to be fair. So, yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is quite hard for, for Darren. So we've got, we've got to give him some well, I might some be the easiest in tips. that I'm, I'm driving. So shall I kick things off? All right. So my name's Sean. I'm 54. <laughs> got a great sense of humour. I'm driving. It's, 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 a, it's not a dating app. I'm up for fun, I'm up for fun nights. <laughs> and so what I would love, Darren, is a recommendation for something uh, nice and very light and breezy. And uh, yeah, I, I buy into the blue sky and wispy white clouds with a plenty of sunshine. So something that's going to refresh me. Um, is that okay, Darren? Yeah, that's fine. Does that nail it? Yeah, I've got All it. All right, good stuff. All right, Laura, do you want to go next? it's hard this because I don't really know what I'm in the mood for (laughs) I feel like mm. I'm in the mood for dancing uh, see I was going to go chicken tonight that was (laughs) (laughs) right I feel like chicken tonight like chicken tonight 
don't want a chicken flavour beer. <laughs> if such a thing but, exists. But there is a but there, hang, on, hang on, we uh, have to discuss a chicken flavoured beer here. Oh. Uh, has anyone ever done one? Beer Nouveau yeah. did a cocktail. That did is a thing, yeah. It's like a historical <laughs> beer style. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> I think you do literally put an entire chicken in it. Never. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't really want to Google it, if I'm honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't want that on your yeah. street. Not sure that's vegan friendly. No. Um, but yeah, Bino Vodo does some uh, really great interpretations of historical beer styles. Yeah, that's definitely something they have done. I have not drank it. I think, so I've just had two quite hazy, no, I've had one hazy IPA and one Oktoberfest beer. And now I'm having this Radler, which I'm really enjoying. So I think I like, I feel like a wild card option would be absolutely fine by me but something not too cloying something quite crisp maybe or quite clean what sort of percentage are we thinking oh i don't mind all right free higher rain the, higher the better yeah <laughs> <laughs> free rain on abv but yeah nothing too uh sticky all right is my only but I don't mind what I like literally everything. That was a great face that you pulled then. Right. And sticky. When I said sticky. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to sticky. So we've got two used to filming it as well, haven't we? And putting it on YouTube with us nodding and as good yeah. faces. <laughs> and <laughs> well, we, we need to talk about your uh, beer attire as well in a minute. We've not touched oh, on yeah. that. Laura has new beer attire for us uh, this evening. Um, so I'd really like a cocktail. No, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Uh, so what do I normally well I, no, I normally go for um, those kind of hazy New England uh, quite juicy IPAs anything that's quite fruity works quite well I'm definitely more kind of like towards the east coast than the west coast in terms of style but I do also appreciate a good tasty stout and it's not necessarily about percentage but the kind of the really interesting unusual stouts that do tend to be more towards like the impy end than anywhere also uh, I really like <laughs> I do a like story of <laughs> James's beer I like love. I like um, sours for about three months of the year we're now past that window so um, not currently into um, sours all that much is that, is that any, helpful or? Yeah, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think that gives you something to wear. So. I don't particularly value a, a bitter or a mild. Um, not keen on anything kind of towards the lager end. Or you just want a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. uh, uh, if you have a cocktail, or perhaps if you could find a way of, of mixing some it's beer got, and some chicken. Got a great mouth feel, apparently. <laughs> have we given you enough information yep, there? Yeah, I've got enough to work Do you feel confident? Yeah, I feel confident. All right. We're going to take a short break then to allow um, Darren to pick our beers uh, and we'll finish off our Rattlers, which, by the way, is incredibly tasty. It's fantastic. So nice. When Rattlers are done well, they're just brilliant, aren't they? For like two, between two and three percent, it's just such a really good style of beer. Abbeydale have done a few, haven't they? The, the yep. Generally, are all pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the fact that it's become quite fashionable, this idea of, like, we tend to talk about big beers, don't we? I love the fact that like two, two and a half, three percent beers as well are still getting such a good showing. It's brilliant. I'll have another one. The magic of podcasting, it's only been uh, like, like five seconds for you, but uh, 10, 15 minutes later, we all now have a beer. So Darren, talk us through what you've picked for Sean. So Sean has got the Low Tide West Coast Hop Lock alcohol-free West Coast Pale so uh, nice looking can it really does sort of have a bit of a California vibe going on there's a lorry on there there's a palm tree there's a gorgeous sunset just in the background so I like the can that's a good start good can art definitely I haven't heard of low tide no I've not either it looks like uh, this is a really stupid thing to say, but I'm hoping you kind of appreciate what I mean by this. But it looks like a normal beer, doesn't it? Like it's everything funny, about the can, I, I, it does I, look very like. I was I was thinking that to myself when it, when it came, I instantly thought, and it's unfair to say something's not a normal beer, but I know exactly what you yeah. mean. I instantly thought, what's he bloody doing? What's he doing? Fetching me a, a, a proper beer, 
Um, and then when I saw who it was and saw the ABV, I thought, great. But that's that's it's an interesting point whether uh, uh, a low or no alcohol can stroke bottle should look like a normal beer, and it should. And that one ticks the box definitely. Of course, it should. Like yeah. yeah. A fifteen percent beer wouldn't look any different yeah. to a five percent beer. So why should a not yeah, percent beer look any different in to? Ter- a in terms of that, though, some of yeah. them go big on the fact that they're low alcohol and no alcohol on yeah. the front, and so it's it's clear from the the start. In terms of this one, you have to look closely. So. You do. What we've not pointed out is it's a four forty mil can, and I think that's quite significant because yeah. often um, alcohol free tend to either be in three thirty cans or bottles, don't they? Yeah. So what they're not doing there is splashing. I mean, the, what you can see on the can is the name of the brewery, Low Tide, the name of the beer, West Coast Hot Lock, and the actual fact that it's 0.5% and a low alcohol beer is very much under it's the radar. Buried away, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I like, like that. that. It's going clever. big on style, and actually the fact that it's alcohol-free is a little bit under the carpet. Yes. And actually, I think it's 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 interesting this. I've seen quite a few friends talking about, because Guinness launched a 0% version quite recently, didn't they? And there's a bit of love for that going on at the moment. Um, and we've talked about this a few times before, haven't we, about low alcohol beers, micro beers, alcohol-free beers, just how good it is that there's so much choice now and how accessible they are for those people for whatever reason who don't want something that's too boozy or maybe do want something that's completely alcohol-free. I think it's great that, uh, that those options are, are there. So that's good. So how many um, kind of zero alcohol or low alcohol are you stocking at the moment? So I've got currently six in the low tide range, a um, couple of Lervig, Omnipolo, um, and a C84. Sean's so. very generously poured us all a little bit of uh, this beer for us to uh, to try. And I'm really intrigued, actually, about whether or not it, it kind of does what it says it's going to do. It's poured beautifully as well, hasn't it? Smells good. Definitely smells like a beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. Darren. Thank you. How much, Darren, again, just from a point of view of us uh, uh, advertising the beers, approximately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so we, we, we're talking uh, round about £4. So, okay, yeah, right. So a de- decent price. Yeah. Aren't we so cool with MGMT playing in background? <laughs> yeah, we've made it. We really have made it. I'm also thinking for you here, this is kind of useful, isn't it? Because you're going to have people who are... Uh, this, is, it's, this, is, this area is kind of like people who are on the move quite a lot, isn't it? People that are going to the train station or coming back or something like that. And if they're travelling somewhere for a meeting or something, it, might not, it just might not be viable for them to have a beer. So those yeah. alcohol-free options so useful when you're in like the center of a busy city like this yeah. um so yeah what what do you think sean's nodding it was only a year ago that i would regularly say to customers in in the shop that i would rather have a pint of cold water than a no alcohol beer um but uh, sam smith's brown ale changed my mind a little bit yep um and then uh, Kaiser Dom did this pink grapefruit wheat that I uh, I really loved. That's my first ever low tide, and excellent. Uh, I would I would drink it again. I want to drink it again. Um, I always found previously with low alcohol beers that I take a sip and not really be that bothered about going again and finding it moreish. But increasingly, um, I find them I find them moreish, and so uh, yeah. They're a brilliant alternative. Psychologically, we don't drink on a Tuesday and Wednesday in our house to try and sort of stay alive and, and keep reasonably fit. <laughs> um, but psychologically, opening a can like that and um, and drinking a beer like that could almost make me think I'm cheating a little bit yeah. um, when so I'm not. But if you're in the pub or something, you don't have to feel left out, do you? No, you don't. You, know, you no. can still pick something yeah. and just... Yeah. yeah. And it's really tasty, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, really nice. Previously, the, the, there was always that, sorry, uh, um, potential peer pressure. Someone sat at a table in a pub with a low alcohol bottle of calibre or whatever. Everybody oh, knew they weren't Everybody knew they weren't drinking. Yeah. And they were, the, the, with that, there was always some sort of, come on, have one. You know, whereas you're sitting amongst a group of friends with a can like that and a beer yeah. like that. And there'd be no discernible difference 
other than you'd make more sense for longer yeah. um, than everyone else <laughs> at the same table. But I think you feel more inclusive drinking something like that I than agree back that, in yeah. the olden days. Have you had any of the, is it Big Drop? Had Big Drop, you yeah, had some of their darker stouts mm-hmm. and uh, I like them. I think they did, li- did they do a little milk stout that were yep. really popular. Yep. Um, we've, we've had some uh, samples sent more recently, um, about three weeks ago, from the States, Athletic Brewing. Um, in the States and um, they, I thought they were outstanding and so uh, coming to every pub via James Clay uh, soon is, <laughs> is apparently uh, going to be the case so they're worth watching out for as well athletic brewing but uh, superb that really enjoying it yeah so thank you Darren you've nailed that one for good. me thank you very much good choice you. Uh, La- you might be able to hear in the background Laura is just opening hers so, so Laura, Laura has a, a, a bottle. So, what, what have you gone for here, Darren? I mean, you kind of had pretty much kind of free reign with with Laura. Yeah. Um, so, this this is so Camper Van Brewery from from Leith in Edinburgh. Um, so they they've got uh, they've got a bar called Lost in Leith, and they ferment beers within that bar. Um, so they've got sort of barrel age program going on, and this is a, a jasmine bretted Berlin device. So I'm really excited about this because I was in, Darren doesn't know this, but I was in Edinburgh last week and I went to Leith and the first place we went was Campervan's Brewery Tap at their brewery. It's an outside space. They've got a shipping container with a bar in it outside, which is brilliant and had uh, quite a few of their sort of clean beers. Um, and then we went to the Lost in Leith bar and saw their food is there. Um, this wasn't on the bar. It's not a beer that I've tried, uh, but it sounds right up my street. Um, last time I was in Edinburgh, which was a few years ago, it's, it's made in uh, collaboration with um, a tea company called Etiquette. And I bought a whiskey barrel-aged tea from their shop when I was there last time, uh, which was lovely. Um, but yeah, both the brewery tap and the bar... Um, in Leith were were excellent. Um, yeah, I have good opinions of the brewery, the bar, and the tea. So yeah. this is all uh, all shaping up quite nicely for yeah. me, really. Paul Paul's a really nice guy. Yeah. He, he's, we, we've had numerous conversations around whether he's actually going to keep his camper van, whether I'm going to keep my camper van. So yeah, we, we yeah we we met by the love of of, of camper vans. So oh. so yeah, and he. he, he he treated me to some samples while I were up there and on a family holiday and yeah it's since since knowing him I've just worked with him sort of over the last year brought brought his beers to Sheffield that's beautiful it's that's really really, really nice. nice it smells it smells like petals you know what I mean like it's really mm. really floral but in a really light kind of way it's very layered as well mm. I think the the jasmine flavour sits right on the top of it it's definitely still very much Berlin advice, but then you definitely get the. Yeah. Oh, that is gorgeous. It adds a, it adds almost like a certain dryness to it as well, mm. doesn't it? That, that you can pick up as well. It's worth mentioning, by the way. It's four point seven percent, so it's not it's not hugely boozy either. Mm. Oh, I think you've ticked every box there, Darren. Well done. It's delicious. <laughs> a big and a big coincidence. Me and Deborah going up to Edinburgh in October, and I was on uh, their website last night and added the Barring Leaf uh, to our to our list so uh, that's very odd <laughs> well we went to we went to Campervan and Lost in Leith and then we went to the Dreadnought yeah well I didn't realise that Campervan had got a tap as well I was on the Lost in Leith they have yeah it's outdoor only so yeah. what their winter hours will be yeah it's a gorgeous building side at Keyside yeah. Yeah, it um, so yeah um, yeah had a couple of nice beers while we were there yeah we sat outside actually when we were there because it was a really nice evening uh, similar to the one we've got tonight and yeah it's right by the water um, so really lovely kind of peaceful spot um, away from the hustle and bustle of uh, of Edinburgh and of Leith, so yeah, very good, good spot, nice beers, nice people, yeah. So I I gave you a, a, a relatively mixed um, agenda in kind of New England style uh, Vermont, any kind of big hoppy fruity IPA or kind of unusual interesting stouts and that's the path that you've gone down with your choice for me 
Yep, so I've gone for the Three Hills uh, part of their Bravic range, uh, but the Bonoffi pie uh, that they did uh, with uh, in collaboration with Premier Hop. Um, the James Bra- is not going to make it home, is it? Yeah, the, the Bravic range I really, really like. Um, Andy at Three Hills is, is, is awesome. So again, um, yeah, as, as Sean knows, once you've got that relationship with breweries and, and you can deal direct, it's, it's always a lot nicer. Um, so, yeah. Well, me and James had uh, something to eat in the Rutland before we came here, and James was considering whether a 16% stout was too much for the time of day we were there and decided that it was but that we might go back later. Yeah. So a 10% one is just it's a nice bit of a, a yeah, nice it's little warm-up, really. Yeah, it's it's about, I was also explaining as well to Laura that I'd seen a bit of a blurb for, and I can't. it was on a website, I can't remember what website it was, for a, a Northern Monk dipper, which was 8.6%, and they described it as a modest ABV. And I'm like, is that the world that we live in now, that 8.6% is modest? So this at 10%, it's like water, isn't it? That's fine. Casual. It's fine. Uh, right, Perfect beer so for a Tuesday night. Gonna, do you like Banoffee pie, James? Um, do I like Banoffee pie? I think I do, yeah. Hmm. I feel like you can't say no to do you like Banoffee pie. I can't remember the last time I had Banoffee pie. I can't remember. We were talking about desserts earlier as well, you weren't were, we? We were yeah. talking about like flan and trifle are kind of right at the bottom of, of Somebody's like, done a trifle desserts. beer, I think I've seen this week. I'm sure someone has done a trifle beer, and I've no idea who. I think I thought of you, Laura, when I saw it. I, I, I just got this gut feeling that you would want to try a trifle I beer. I would. You're <laughs> <laughs> quite right. Someone's done one, <laughs> definite. I'll, I'll, I'll check up. that later. It has got that real kind of classic jet black kind of look to it. I feel like this is the opposite of the beer we've just been drinking that Darren picked for me. We've gone from light and fragrant and floral and tangy. We've gone. We have gone heavy, haven't we? Heavy and bananary and pastryy. It's got that nice kind of swill it round the glass. It clings there at the side. You don't want cocktail now, do you? Yeah, no, definitely no. There's definitely no cocktail going on here. That the banana is so strong, isn't it? Really it? Is, and isn't it, it? And it really does smell like proper banana. Proper banana, yeah. Yes, it proper does. banana, it but also like that. It's not, it's not, not synthetic, is it? It's and then it's got that. Um, what's the stuff that comes in a tin, like condensed milk, but it's it's, it's brown. Nourishment. Like uh, a, the pie, fi- the stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, like it's, the, it's like caramel. the caramel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it smells like that, but separate. Oh, I know what that. you mean. Yeah. Well, mm. it doesn't taste ten percent no. at all. It does taste very bananary. No, that's four point six percent, isn't it? That's same as last one. Crikey. That's also very very nice. I th- I, it's it's quite soft, isn't it? It's quite uh, uh, like gentle. Yeah. Mm. It's nothing like. Well, there's a little bit of little bit of heat there that you just get on the aftertaste a little bit. It's beautiful. That's really silky really good. Silky smooth, isn't it? Yeah. Really silky. So I'm not sure that I've had a Three Hills beer before. Except I think I did have one in the. Did I have a Three Hills in the Rutland earlier? I think you had an IPA of theirs. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think I've had, had two. So you don't think you've had one before, but <laughs> you've had, one, had two, <laughs> two, two in one. Night, yeah. <laughs> just going to his head. Look, look at his smile. <laughs> I'm just reading the, the notes. A banana, sweet toffee, and fresh vanilla. It reckons that are coming through there. I think there's a lot of flavours in that that can can go a little bit awry in a beer, and that can appear in a beer when they're not supposed to be there, um, or you know, overpower and that is just so perfectly balanced and every flavour is in the right place and just where it should be. That's really, really clever bit of brewing, in my opinion. Yeah. It's quite clean, isn't it? Mm. Like I, I can. I, I was thinking about the toffee there where I, I took that mouthful and I could taste the toffee when I really concentrated on trying mm. to pick that flavour out. Same, I think, with vanilla as well. Like You can, you can sense all those flavours in there without them being kind of... Mm. 
muddled and therefore just becoming like a little bit of a mess. It's like it's very clean yeah. um, and very yeah, very well done. In fact, like the like the um, the jasmine berliner that I have, the fla- the flavors are all layered really nicely, and yeah. they're all they're definitely all there, and they all work well together. But you can still, like you said, pick them out if you if you want to. I think a, a bar somewhere in the world um, ought to perhaps um, develop a, a sort of specialist little idea. Where w- would you love to now, James? We're just having a little fancy-sized banoffee little pie with your banoffee pie stout. Just a little fancy-sized. I would. I would as well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to necessarily... Yeah. Is, is a bit of banoffee pie going to taste the same after you've had a 10% beer that's, that's well, I don't flavoured care. like I don't care. Pie. I, I am desperate now for a little... A little um, Fondant-sized banoffee know, pie. I think you'll get, you'll definitely get the mouthfeel from banoffee pie, but it, uh, it's going to be a bit thin, and isn't it? You know what you could do beer. with this beer? I think I'm going rogue now. Whippy cream <laughs> on top of it. Mm. I thought you were going to go down some kind of beer cocktail route for a yeah. second there. But I nearly did, didn't I? Yeah. Square cream, maybe Whippy a flake. Cream would be good. Yeah. Some chocolate yeah. sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think you've got three big ticks coming from uh, from all three of us there. Yeah. Which is good. So what will now happen is that you're going to get random people coming in your bar saying, excuse me, are you Darren? Right, this is what I like. <laughs> and you are now going to become like, um, what's the equivalent, like a beer person, like personal shopper when you go in, like Selfridges or something. Yeah. That's what you are now going to yeah. be for uh, be the, the beer, beer drinkers of, of Sheffield. And it's close to the train station. So from you know any kind of neighbouring towns or villages, anyone that thinks, I want to try a new beer today, but I can't be bothered thinking about what it's going to be, come in, ask for Darren. Um, and um, and he'll he'll do the business for you. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. He'll gaze into your eyes and then <laughs> reveal your inner soul, and then find a beer to match it. Yeah. We've obviously talked a little bit about the venue, but what we've not kind of touched on is um, how long you've been hoping, how things are, are going. Obviously, this is your second venue. Yes, yeah, so I've got Industry Tap, um, and then open this sort of fully at the end of end of July when the restrictions were all lifted and that people could come in without social distancing and everything else um, did take out and everything from sort of as soon as we could as soon as we could and we've traded as much as we as we could this year um, but yeah it's it just felt right it see some see see some of summer and some of the blue skies and, and the clouds as you sat at the table so yeah it's been yeah building stock and getting everything sorted and I did say earlier, uh, Darren, that I would um, ask on behalf of a customer who I delivered to earlier, who was not far from Chesterfield, I know we discussed it before we, we came in there, so you've got a third venue, what's, what's that called in Chesterfield? Uh, so that's called the Hop Lamp, and that's going to be on, it's a new development opposite Chesterfield Football Ground, um, in partnership with Ben from Brimming with Beer, um, and we are the bar that's going to be within the food hall, um, so again, craft. Uh, some core lines and again we're fully independent so good stuff so this is kind of like the the growing hop empire (laughs) yeah uh, i mean industry industry tap is is awesome i love i I looked at this building before we we actually took on the tap um as a chinese supermarket and as i say at that time it just got shelving and everything else and then it just looked a little bit unloved worked with the landlord and, and managed to make make it happen um, so yeah to grow during lockdown is is rather special and to be thinking about and opening a third venue especially sort of close at home is is even better definitely all good choices now um darren you've you've got to leave us haven't you yeah i've 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 got another meeting regarding uh, the other venue so yeah it was lovely to host you here thank you and, Dan. Brilliant. and catch up with you guys and i'm pleased that uh, you like you, you love the beers that I, uh, I I pick for you. Come and test your out, see if you can do it. <laughs> Head on down. Right. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Brilliant. So we're all happy with our beer choices. I'm very happy with my beer choice. Yeah, tremendous. And I like you, both of yours as well, so thanks for sharing. Mm. <laughs> In fact, yeah, I wasn't planning on sharing. Yeah, all Darren brought all the glasses, and so we, we were forced into it, but I'm glad he did. 
Now, we, we should obviously mention the fact that we are a member down tonight. Adam is not with us. Um, and uh, he's at an exciting point in terms of his uh, extension of his family. <laughs> is, that, is that the right way of describing it? I don't, I don't know how it is. Describe it. But um, So they're currently a family of three, uh, and they have, uh, in the last, literally in the last couple of days, they've adopted a child as well, which is very exciting. So it's now a family of four. So Adam is very busy with, uh, with family stuff, as you would expect. I think that was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. That, when we were in York last time, he was very excited and the family were all sort of ready and going through lots of different processes. But the big day arrived yesterday. And so we've given him a night off, haven't we, to look after his we have. New, new daughter, new addition to the family. And uh, he did say that we could share that with all the listeners. So we're not yeah. breaching any confidences or anything, but best of luck to all four of them. Yeah, I think yeah. and I think we wanted to just, like, we're all quite excited on his yeah. yes. behalf because, yes. you know, we, we, we know it's been kind of a long time coming with them going through the process. So watch out so. for our adoption special next <laughs> month when Adam <laughs> is back and... Uh, We'll, uh, it, we'll, we'll have to get later to do a little re- recording, perhaps. Leah and Penelope to do a little recording for us to kick off. Our youngest listeners. Yes. The, they would probably go for the actual Bonoffi pie over the, the beer version. Potentially, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, all the best to, uh, to Adam yeah. and, uh, and family. Exciting times for uh, them. What else have we got going on? So um, it's been um, Abbeydale's anniversary year 25 years i know we we've touched on it haven't we but you've had a few events and stuff like stuff like that and um interesting news with funk fest as well in the last couple yeah so it was the brewery's 25th birthday in august uh, so we had an online tasting i've had various tap takeovers of the birthday beers which are carrying on actually the i think they're mainly still available um and uh, I think we'll touch on this shortly, but uh, Sheffield Cameras Beer Festival is going multi-venue for this year. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a few tap takeovers with some of the beers that Abbeydale have released for their 25th anniversary taking place as part of that, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, I think we'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, but then in a similar vein, um, it's also been announced that Funkfest is going to be a multi-venue festival this year as well, uh, taking place from the... 25th to the 31st of October um, we've got a number of venues who are taking part um, fine details are still to be uh, kind of ironed out but um, currently mainly around Sheffield um, but we're encouraging uh, you know places any anybody anywhere that wants to talk about or producers or you know anything to do with sour and mixed fermentation beer just be great to really just kind of share those ideas and spark a bit of conversation really um, and it'd be about more of a sector of the beer scene that yep. um, is often considered as quite niche and yep. you know just helping it to kind of uh, spread its wings a little bit and open up the, those discussions and get more people trying something a little bit different um, it's quite exciting so as well I think that, yeah. the fact that it can it can because before I think Funk, Funk, I've only been to it once uh, but it was brilliant but obviously if you weren't there or maybe you didn't even know about it then a lot of those beers would kind of pass you by and I feel with a lot of the those more unusual style beers the people that go looking for them are going to find them but people that maybe didn't realise they like those kind of beers or maybe never even tried them and I was thinking yeah, yeah. if you try a beer and you don't like it fair enough at least you've tried it um, so kind of expanding um, spreading the wings a little bit and, and taking it to various venues yeah. just maximises the potential audience and there's a bit of a thing with obviously Indie Beer Feast hasn't happened this year it, it, it was originally rearranged wasn't it for for the summer and then wasn't able to happen that time so they went down this route of kind of multi-venue we know it's happening with the um steel city beer festival as as well and that's turning into a format that actually you know the way things are at the moment is working and it works around sheffield i think it just makes so much sense as well because you know the it's venues who are taking place who have been shut for a large proportion of the last 18 months or so so encouraging people to you know show them some support and helping them um to just do something a little bit different to get a few more people through the doors and um 
you know, it's it's also kind of on the flip side, a, a mass gathering is something that most people are still not very comfortable with at the moment. Yep. And yep. I know certainly from a from an organisation point of view, it's it's not something I feel comfortable with inviting people to come to. Um, so kind of spreading it out a little bit more and kind of lower... I don't really want to say lower risk because that sounds a little bit weird but you know that kind of just like lower key and um, just yeah just some people can get what they want from it and there's a much uh, much lower amount of pressure on venues and on um, on people attending as well and just kind of easy breezy sort of thing but still with the spirit of support and collaboration behind it and I think that's something that's kind of working across all of these festivals is uh you know, just and making sure that people are getting back into the venues that really need their support and Amen to that. Absolutely, yeah. totally agree with uh, with with that. Now we were talking before we started recording um, about, and we have no insider information about this, but there's all kinds of rumours about possibly something happening with the Devonshire Cat, which is uh, interesting because that is one of those. When I first moved to Sheffield, it was quite it was a little bit ahead of its time there in terms of having a wide range of beers. Then obviously it did become an Abbeydale pub now, all kinds of rumours knocking about about kind of stuff that might happen with that. Um, and I guess we've just got to wait and see. I think for me, it's like, it would be really sad if that wasn't open as a pub in some form or other, just because it just feels kind of part of Sheffield's sort of beer heritage a little bit. Does that Just that building, I think, just it just feels like it deserves to be something. Yeah, definitely. It'd be interesting to see what happens with it. And uh, yeah, same same as yourself. I'd love to see it stay as a pub. And um, you know, geographically, there's other. You know, there's the Bath, there's the Brew Dog. Um, but on that side of town, there isn't that much to kind of venture over in that direction for beer wise. So it'd be really nice to. Their uh, Facebook page, the New Devonshire Cat, announced on the third of September that they would be opening soon. Um, but uh, no other no other info. But third of September, and a nice a nice picture of a cat that looks just it like looks ours, looks like, like yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so third of September, that was uh, most recently uh, confirmed that be opening soon. We're all fan of cats, aren't we? We are all cat people. You both yeah. have cats. Yeah, I don't have we, a cat. We but didn't I, used to I be particularly, but. Just took the ball move of Fiona, your cat. A, a cat in December, Fiona, or Fozzy, Fozzy Bear. Your cat's quite cool. I've seen photos of your cat, and you've got quite, that's quite yeah, a suave cat you've got She's a there. good looker, and uh, she's got a lovely little meow on her. So she's quite photogenic. We love her, she is. She's a bit yes. of a poser. She is. I like. I wonder, I wonder who she gets that from, <laughs> Sean. Who could no. that be? Uh, I'm trying to think. We've got any other kind of beery stuff that's going on, and, and I can't. I can't think of any other kind of beery. I, I news took at the one moment. for the team last month and had a, uh, a, a, a day trip down to Colonel Arch Seven. Went now with Mark Sewell and uh, Gary uh, Gary Train Driver from uh, Sheffield, and the three of us had a Sunday morning train from Doncaster. Date Colonel, a couple of others, but went back to Colonel because it was brilliant, and then train back. All went beautifully. And I think that could be one of our away day possibilities, you know, for uh, for next year. Our, our trip down on the choo-choo train, down to Colonel Arch That's 7. That's a great idea. Lovely, lovely tables, plenty of space, bakery next door. They brought in free focaccia for us to try. Ooh. And it just struck me as a, a potential away day for us. I think it's a great idea. Mm. Yeah, I'd be up for that, definitely. I think full mark, Sean. That's yeah, a, that's, so I'll, I'll that's submit my uh, my expenses to <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield Hopcast Limited for doing the recce trip. Uh, but it, it worked well. Brill, okay, so... Um, yeah, when we announce in Christmas, is that going to be... Uh, well, it's only September, isn't it? Well, so, I mean... There was it, talk it, of Christmas it's, jumpers. It's round the corner, and, isn't and it? And, of course, and, of course, someone sat at the table had her first mince pie of the season yesterday. Oh, yes. And so... Uh, um, <laughs> I'm blaming Lidl's poorly worded offers for that. You did, you did send a message to our group saying that you accidentally panic bought yeah. mince pies. That, so that's, an, that's an intriguing statement, No, I genuinely did. So um, With I the CO2 problems, <laughs> is that what it is? 
<laughs> Not related to gas shortages, but was a, I had a voucher on my phone for you got, so this is top-notch <laughs> podcast content, uh, £10 off a £40 spend at Lidl. So and that was it. So I went to Lidl and I did my weekly shop and I got to the till and it was like £54. Voucher didn't work. Small print at the bottom doesn't include alcohol. And I'd got like £14.50 worth <laughs> of alcohol in my shop. And there was a big queue behind me and I was like, oh, and he was like, do you want some chewing gum? Like, no, I don't really. So oh. I just literally ran in a circle, picked up some mince pies, shoved them through and I got my tenner off. So those mince pies saved me, you know, like they were to one ninety nine or something. So effectively they were minus £8. Beautiful stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I was genuinely like... How many you got left? Can I get like ten? It was a dozen mince pies. Jim will make short work of Did those. Did Jim have the other or have you had two? No, Jim had the other. <laughs> I've got the way that you talked that through there was quite beautiful in that I've got images of it being like supermarket sweep with you literally running around just like throwing whatever you can into your trolley it was just like, to make it up It to was like pounds. supermarket sweep but with more people stood in a queue rolling their eyes and tutting at me. How come you'd not put them in in the first place? This is really disappointing well, yeah, me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd they should have been in there. I had put some stolen in. I'd already got one festive item, but right. I thought that, that was enough. Is that Easter stolen? No, no, that's that a Christmas item. Oh. Yeah. You can't go festive too early, can you? Because it, yeah. it starts to lose its effect well, as you get towards it. You've like, got to time oh, it right. One, this is not one, early for Laura, though, is it? One token Christmas item is enough for September. But then I was like, I'm just going to have to do it. I need the threshold spend, so it was mince pies. Did James mention your new uh, oh, outfit yeah, earlier as well? To finish things this off. This is the longest goodbye we've ever done on this podcast. No, it's good. This is it, yeah. right? People that, those uh, committed listeners who've <laughs> I didn't want to leave anybody yet. hanging. You mentioned They're getting the earlier. juicy content here. We've got supermarket sweet, panic buying mince pies, and yeah. now finally we get on to uh, Laura's beer attire. So this is another long story, sorry, that I might have alluded to a good couple of years ago, actually. Um, in 2019, uh, we went to Carnival Britannomyces in Amsterdam, which is a sour and mixed fermentation beer festival. Um, and while we were there, we visited uh, what's called the Homebrewers Market, um, which yeah, basically they invite people who uh, homebrew uh, this style of beer to do a showcase of what they're doing and sell their beers um and there's a lot of brewers there who were you know um Bockerider, um who people might have heard of who were kind of there we met a couple there who were from san jose in california um who ran a small project called foxtail fermentation project and i bought from them a beer co- uh, made with umeboshi plums which is a Japanese style of uh, variety of plum. Um, And there was this really beautiful story uh, that they told me about how I think it was the grandma of one of the people who who runs Foxtail who'd moved to America from Japan and had taken the stone of the plum tree from her garden and planted this new plum tree and they'd grown these plums. And that's what the beer was made from. And it was one of the best beers I've ever drank. You know, one that makes such a lasting impression on you. Um, absolutely delicious and such a nice story and such lovely people um, and then uh, was in California a few months after that but they didn't have uh, premises or and, uh, anything like that so I wasn't able to drink their beers there um, but followed them on Instagram throughout and uh, earlier this year they did a crowdfunding project which involved this jumper and um, I asked them if they shipped to the UK and they weren't able to and you know that was that was that um, and then out of the blue a couple of weeks ago, I got a message saying, would you still like to get a jumper? Because we're more than happy to Send ship it. it to you. And I was just so touched that they'd remembered remembered me and that I wanted a jumper and uh, just kind of bought it without knowing what the exchange rate was, how it was going to get to the UK, any of that, which is very unlike me, who is not a very savvy internet shopper or international shopper whatsoever. Uh, but anyway, it all went really smoothly and... Uh, now it's I've got a really, got, really yeah, nice flowers and a nice, a nice friendly fox, a little fox on there. And a teeny weeny little beetroot. Oh. You sure that's not a plum? No, it's definitely a beetroot. <laughs> I think it's a beetroot. There's some peaches. I do think it's got, I think particularly the colours as well, it's got a certain kind of festive vibe to it as well. Yeah. I, I feel very autumnal. A, mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Autumnal into winter, possibly yeah. festive. You know that so, whole fox Christmas yeah. connection? Yeah. So I'm very happy with my purchase. Very good. 
So yeah, that's the that's the very long-winded story behind my new. That's good. Beer so that sets the standard, Sean, for uh, the Christmas jumper that you're obviously going to go out and buy for our Christmas one. special. I've already got. I wish wear the same one every year. But obviously, this year you're going to buy a new one, aren't you? That's what we're. Well, if it, if this one still fits me, I'm going to wear this one. I feel like you should. There buy is some a new doubt one. on that at the moment. Though. It's a bit tight. It's a bit tight. A bit itchy hey, around look, the neck. Look, that's that's lockdown, isn't it? That's yeah. lockdown for all of us. No, I really feel like you need some new Christmas attire this year, Sean. All right. Yeah. I think this is the this is the year. Yeah. If you want, me and Adam don't mind going shopping for you to buy you. Please do that. Say yes. No. I'll Christmas join in. Absolutely I'll, I'll, I'll not. On the basis that we can't Can give I it to you you've until You just told me half an hour venue. ago we're going to go to a few different pubs and have a good wander around. And now you're just bloody tarting me up to look like a right bloody idiot, aren't you? Uh, I'll buy you a nice No chance. I'll tell you what. You, he's, he's not here. What you're saying, you don't, you don't trust Adam, us. Adam will do it. Adam will do it. He's not here. We don't have to have this argument, do we? Adam will do it. We're not telling him, are we? He's not going to listen to this. It turns off. I, I promise you he will. I'm sure <laughs> he will. I'm sure He'll he be will. checking your production volumes. Guaranteed. He'll be disappointed. Um, all right, cool. Well, I, I think you should let... I think you should leave it to me and Adam to choose your Christmas Jumper attire. or attire? Yeah. Jum- I'll go with jumper. I'll go with jumper. So, so it has to be a jumper? Yeah. Or t shirt if it's a if it's a warm day. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean what else would we we're not gonna buy you like a dress. We're not gonna well, you've, you're drag you up for Christmas. Well you might a be hat? a full a full outfit. I'm not wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks though, Laura, so for looking at me in such a attempting way. So we've got you agreement there that you're gonna hat. hand over to Adam and I. Just let's just get back to cocktails and, and before we finish. You, you seem quite I'd like excited about that as well. So yeah. so basically to the rest of the Hopcast, you're going to allow us to pick your well, I'll tell you Christmas what, why jumper don't, why slash don't we all, Why don't we draw lots and one has to buy for the other? Oh, it's like Secret Santa gone rogue. Yes. Brilliant. So we're, we're buying each other I'll Christmas buy, outfits. I'll wear, I'll wear what you buy me if you right. wear what I buy you. That seems fair. <laughs> this could end terribly <laughs> badly, but I think it's a great idea. Okay. We've still, we've still got a bit of chatting to do about exactly what we're going to do for uh, Christmas. But suddenly, it starts to become quite juicy, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, quite exciting. All right, Brill. All right, so we uh, we will be back um, next month at venue to be confirmed, but um, somewhere in Sheffield, and uh, we will catch up with you then. Good night. Bye.